0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the
1: latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media.
0: Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, And in this HR Chat episode, we're going to consider the role of higher education in empowering employees to achieve more in the world of work. My awesome guest today is Dr. Marie Harper, Dean of the Wallace E. Boston School of Business at the American Public University System, also known as APUS. Dr. Harper has worked for corporations as well as in academia and is one of a handful of women of color in similar higher education leadership positions in the US. Hey Marie, welcome to the HR Chat Show.
1: Thank you, Bill. It's great to be here, and I appreciate the invitation to speak to you today.
0: Well, I appreciate you coming on board today and joining me. Um, Marie is also a podcast host, which always makes me terribly nervous because they know <laughs> they know all the they all know all the tricks, don't they? Hey, so hopefully, hopefully, uh, you're impressed today with the conversation. Um, why don't we get straight into it, Marie? Why don't you start by introducing yourself a little bit to our to our audience, telling them about your academic and career background.
1: Yes, of course. And first of all, I want to say I'm a newbie at the hosting, so I still yield to your seasoned professional ability. (laughs) I hope to learn a lot from you. (laughs) I'm currently the dean of the Wallace Boston School of Business, and my first career was human resources. I did that for about 20 to 25 years, and during that period of time, when I was working at different corporations, I was an adjunct in a variety of colleges so I could get a feel of what the colleges were teaching the students. When I was an HR professional, um, in my area, the Mid-Atlantic States, we used to blackball some schools, um, and it was because we were concerned about the quality of graduates that were coming through and whether or not they were prepared for the workforce. So when I elected to leave corporate, I went into higher education because I loved the environment and I enjoyed being an adjunct. And my goal since I've been here, and it's been for a number of years, is to assist students coming in with uh, interest in HR, want to transfer careers to HR, with understanding the real day-to-day activities of a human resource professional.
0: Love it. Love it. That's a great mission. Thank you very much. So now at a high level, Marie, perhaps you can tell us a bit about APUS, the the mission and and the ways that it helps the world of work.
1: Yes. American Public University System, we deliver accessible and affordable online higher education to adult learners of all backgrounds. As an open institution, we offer more than 200 online degrees and certificate programs through American Public University as well as American Military University, the number one provider of higher education to the U.S. military and veterans. Our mission is to provide high-quality, relevant higher education to service-minded students whether they are in public safety, healthcare, military, or the public sector or government, our flexible online delivery model enables students to take classes on their own terms, regardless of the time, the location. And I think that's why a lot of students are attracted to us. The average age of our students is 32, and we have over 123,000 alumni worldwide. APRIS is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. An institutional accrediting agency recognized by the US Department of Education. Additionally, numerous schools and programs go above and beyond that initial accreditation, for example, with specialty accreditations. As the Dean of the Wallace e. Boston School of Business, we have been accredited by the Accreditation Council for Business Schools and Programs, otherwise known as ACBSP. Since 2011, with our business school, our mission is to prepare students to be better leaders in a global business community by leveraging technology and best practices both focused on the practical application of knowledge. The school offers the Masters of Business Administration and Bachelor of Business Administration, plus numerous relevant bachelors, masters, and associate degree programs, as well as high demand certificate courses like accounting, supply chain management, government contracting and acquisitions, and entrepreneurship, some of the top areas in the
0: country today. Okay, perfect, thank you, Marie. So the American public university system delivers accessible and affordable online higher education to adult learners of all backgrounds. Why is this, I I can't believe I'm even asking the question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway, why is this so vital, Marie?
1: Well, Bill, I think this is an important time when low cost is very vital. For example, in the United States, there is a concern about the heavy student loan debt to the point it's been a source of concern in the last two elections that we had, the last two presidential um, elections. And we've had a year or two of waiting for some type of word or ruling to come out. How are we going to help people get out of debt? especially our students after they have been led to believe that the American dream not only is securing a house, but getting an education. It's the way to increase the income. But how can a person be able to focus on some of the quality of life issues if they're paying debt? So that's one of the reasons, the concern with um, the rising debt. Also, the younger generations, They are being challenged by different corporations and mentalities about what is the importance of obtaining a degree. So they're asking that question of our industry to find out why should they pursue it. And I believe we have answered the call, especially American public university system, by working hands in hand with potential students coming up with possible solutions that would fit their particular situation, keep them out of debt prepare them for high quality positions and also the opportunity to continue their education, whether it's through upskilling or another degree.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much. Just a quick follow up on what you mentioned there a a moment ago. Um, In terms of your students, typically, I I appreciate that they're from all different backgrounds and probably all different ages, but do, do you often see that your students are folks who perhaps have been in education before and then they've, they've gone to the world of work, so to speak, and then they've decided for whatever reason that they want more education. Is, is that often the case?
1: Yes. And because we have adult learners, that is usually the case. Um, we have students who come because they have been working and they've decided they want to go into another field or they want to stay in the same field, but get another position. We offer guidance from our advising staff as well as from our faculty, as well as me. I love to talk to the students to find out what's going on in their life. And there have been a couple of times when people have selected careers that they thought they should go in, but once I had the opportunity to speak with them, I introduced them to other opportunities that they had not thought of. So we even provide guidance to um, different potential students when they share what their ultimate goal is, we help to get them on the right track and to keep them on
0: track. Oh man, I wish I'd met you years ago, Marie. Perhaps I'd be a film star now instead of a <laughs> podcast host. Who knows? Too late. Too, too late for me, though. I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> just to add I one other thing, though
1: podcast host. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just to add another point i think which is important to stress um as, as part of this discussion today is um you know a lot of people are living under greater weight um of of stress because of increased prices you know and and i, I would imagine the opportunities afforded to them from having higher education, from leaving with, with with more qualifications, it's going to mean that they can they can get better jobs, more more better paying jobs, which which is going to kind of ease some of those stresses that a lot of people have got on their minds right now.
1: Yes, of course, I totally agree. And one <laughs> of the interesting things you you spoke to it um, when I brought it up about having different backgrounds. When I say the adult learner. I'm not just talking about the older adult learner, even though our average age is 32. But we're also seeing students who are just leaving high school and going straight to work. So we count them as working adults as well. And it's interesting to see the difference of perspectives from the two or the various age groups. We can tell by generation what's important to people, um, not only in their total quality of life, but, how does that tie back into the educational needs that they believe?
0: Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. Now then I wonder if you could tell me what are the most successful companies doing right in overcoming employee challenges amid today's quiet quitting and and great reassessment or great resignation is another term that's been used.
1: I'm glad you asked that question because I have a definite opinion on that. When I look at the companies who are being successful, I believe they are being led by individuals who are not relying on their past successes, but looking at where we are in society and our economy and what makes sense based on the consumer's interest. And as a result, I think these leaders and their teams are talking more to their employees to find out what works best for them. Um, We've seen some situations where we've had leaders who have ask their employees, but because they didn't get the answers that they wanted, they still went their direction. The companies that I see successful, I think they are attempting different plans, getting feedback from their employees, tweaking it, and then continuing on. So it's a work in progress by both the leaders of organizations as well as their employees who are in the trenches and talking to their consumers.
0: What are some things that a private company can do to help convince job seekers that working for their company will will be rewarding so you know we're talking in the, in the context here about uh furthering education perhaps that's a key thing you know a, a company yeah. that wants to attract the, the, the top talent and my goodness me it is still pretty fierce out there to find the to, to find the top talent You know, maybe one thing that they can do marie is, is show that they invest in the education of their people
1: i love that question because i overall would say to be efficient and empathetic And by that I mean when you, uh, for the departments that work on talent acquisition, listen to the employees. Make sure that they're a good fit for your organization, not just the work, but also the culture. I share that same type of advice for people who are looking for jobs, and I encourage both sides to look at it as dating. Um, How do we date? We want to find out about the person and to find out if we're compatible. And that's the number one advice that I would give to private companies. Once you obtain your employees and onboard them, I would say speak to them about their long-term as well as short-term goals and allow them to say that I can change at any time based on what society is doing or the economy and to have a very open and honest um, conversation about what the company's needs are and to talk about how the company's needs tie into their personal needs. And also, instead of the company telling the employees how they should um, prepare themselves, whether it's through obtaining the degree or certificate, is to let them know what the organization is doing, where they're expected to go, And then to develop goals based on personal as well as organizational um, goals and vision and that way we're addressing the whole person so they're meeting their personal needs as well as staying in alignment what the organization's
0: needs are a win-win situation for both the employer and the employee excellent thank you marie so now, perhaps you can share, how can companies ensure that their workers are, are keeping pace with training and upskilling or, or cross-skilling? You know, so employees, they've got lots going on, um, but they also want to better themselves and they're being offered opportunities by their employers to, to do so, to 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 take on additional qualifications, to, to be ambitious, to move into new departments, into new roles through the education that they're getting given and, and supported by their companies. So what what can the companies do to ensure that their workers are keeping pace, they're keeping on track, they're getting the time that they need to 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 better themselves, to educate themselves.
1: Okay, I think I'm gonna piggyback off of the response that I gave you to the last question and add a couple of examples. I love working with our outreach teams when they go to different companies and seek assistance in how do we get in, how do we help you and partner with your organization to assist your employees with staying current. And one of the things that I witnessed about a year ago was I was involved in a a job search. And what I found was the candidates who came from the outside were more prepared than the candidates that were internal. And many organizations like to promote, promote from within. But in order to do that, they have to ensure that their employees are as qualified and competitive as the ones who want to get in. So some of the things that I've suggested, like I mentioned before, um, instead of having the old career development mentality where an organization dictated to an employee what degrees they can earn, I love the idea of partnering to find out where the person is, whether it's the soft skills or whether it's the hard skills, do both at the same time. How can we build that employee not that they can achieve another position within the organization but i think it's organization's responsibility to the employee to make sure they're competitive in the market regardless of where they work so those are some things that i've seen um how i've helped companies um determine which institutions they should work with whether it's pursuing a degree or whether it's some short-term upskilling and retooling but um those are Topics that are near and dear to my heart, because I think that's the way we're going to get the economy back on track. The joint partnership from higher education, um, corporations, and the employee themselves.
0: Excellent. I fully agree. Okay, so um, I think we're on the same page. It needs to be. It needs to be top of mind. Career development and empowerment needs to be top of mind for for, for companies. Um, but that's not necessarily the same thing, of course, as making it a priority. So. How can that become a priority for a company who who might not have focused on that side of things enough in the past?
1: As a formal HR professional and still working in the field, one of the things that I stress to companies is, I know you're looking at the bottom line and it's always about cost and the cost of um, having um, employees, the benefits, the total compensation packet. But what I like to stress is, in order to remain competitive with others in your industry, your key is your employees and their productivity and how quickly they stay pace, as well as advance as leaders in their market. Um, in order to do that, you have to make sure that your employees are properly prepared. And that is to look at what is their skill set at any given time and to make sure that you have provided opportunities to make um, them efficient and effective with being competitive. Like that example I gave you, how competitive are your employees with other um, employees in, in, I mean, organizations that may be in the same business as you. It's all about competition.
0: Marie, I'm going to upset you now because somehow we're already coming towards the end of this interview what bill i feel like okay. we just started um before we do wrap up though two more questions for you okay um but my final question for you will just be um how we can learn more but before that i'd like you just to kind of recap some of the things that you've said today uh, to sort of drill it home for our audience so perhaps you can uh, in a in a recap kind of style just reinforce what role can higher education play in career development
1: yeah I like the theme that our School of Business is using in terms of leading forward. The pandemic has created a situation that many were not prepared for. And we have to take this as an opportunity to think about what do we need to do in order to go forward? And one of the areas that has been identified is to constantly engage our employees in upskilling and retooling their skill set so that they can stay ahead of their market and be productive as well as happy. Um, we have a lot of stuff or a lot of articles about mental health um, to make sure our employees are well-rounded so that they can continue with that increased productivity. And we in higher education believe that we have a role in assisting you by partnering and collaborating and developing customized programs that would fit for your particular organization. So that's it in a nutshell partnership and collaboration to ensure that we have a successful workforce by retooling and upskilling
0: which is a wonderful lead in to my final question because if there are listeners out there who want to partner they want to collaborate with you how how can they how can they connect with you Marie how, is that through your email address is that linkedin are you super cool and you're all over tiktok and instagram and places and of course <laughs> also how, how can how can they learn more about all the cool things happening over at apus
1: yes well the first thing i'm going to give about the university please come to www.apus And you will find out about our institution, the different programs we offered, and of course, information about the School of Business. And if you want to get in touch with me, my email address is mharper at apus.edu, and I can be found on LinkedIn. That's my favorite form of social media because of topics that we've discussed today. I like to weigh in on my opinion and, and get the opinion of other businesses as well as
0: other people in the field. Excellent. And I have just now, Marie, sent you a LinkedIn request myself. There we go. um, And by the way, listeners, there will be lots of links in the show notes. Um, So if you didn't pick up on everything Marie offered there just at the very end in terms of ways to get in contact with her and to learn more about APUS, then um, we will have links in the show notes. So have no fear. But that just leaves me to say for today, Dr. Marie Harper. I enjoyed this conversation. You've got fantastic energy. Thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show.
1: It's been a pleasure. And I thank you for the invitation to share a topic I love dearly.
0: And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. There are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe and follow us on social media.